Joe Biden appears on 60 Minutes and the White House immediately has to walk back literally everything he says. That's the sound of the White House. Kamala Harris visits South Carolina again. She's been here more than she's been to the border. And we come to defend the honor of former Governor Nikki Haley. All of that on today's podcast. Welcome into the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. Just a few more editions in September, but you've already made this the biggest month of listenership and viewership in the history of the podcast. So thank you for that. Justin Hall, Dave Wilson here with you. And Dave, we've got a lot to get to. We'll get to uh, former governor and former UN ambassador Nikki Haley here shortly. We're going to defend your honor, Madam Governor. I promise you that. But we start with the president. Joe Biden was on 60 Minutes. You know, I, I there was a construction site that I was packing, walking past the other day. There's so many sounds that go along with the story. The sound of the ticking clock of 60 Minutes. Yes. The sound of the White House backing <laughs> up. Beep, 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 beep. As they're trying to undo what the president says. I mean, Justin, it is unreal. I think when, when he goes off script... The white, it, it used to be funny because I had a friend of mine who worked in the Trump White House, and I asked him one time, I said, What was it like working there, especially in the press office? He said, You know, we woke up and there was always the, you know, what's, what's happened since we left. What did he tweet? What did he tweet? And then you had to go back through, and, and his ad lib, which Donald Trump loves to ad lib, mm-hmm. had okay. to go back in and fix. I don't think Joe Biden ad libs. As much as he just ignores sometimes what he's been told to say. Well, yes. We start, <laughs> we don't have the clip for this one, but Scott Pelley. Scott Pelley. He actually pressed a little bit. I'll give him credit. He did a good job in the Scott Pelley's a good journalist. He and, is. and did ask some tough, ask some not quite softball questions. It was, they weren't softballs, but they weren't exactly Spencer Strider 100 mile an hour fastballs. No. Now, we don't have the clip of this one, but this is the one that's gotten a lot of play. Right. Uh, Scott Pelley asked for the president's thought on the annual inflation rate now sitting at 8.3% in okay. the month of August. The president's response. Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation month to month was just just hardly an inch. Hardly an inch at all. Scott Pelley said, well, certainly, Mr. President, that's not good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2% or 8.2% before. I mean, it's not your act. We act. Like, make it like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. The transcript cuts mid. Just an inch. Mr. President, we don't care about the 0.2 or the 0.3. We care about the 8 in front of the decimal. There's the big point. Because, Justin, when we look at things, okay, we were driving down the road the other day. Gas was $2.99. Celebrating $2.99 for my gas. That still seems kind of weird. But... I also went to the grocery store Mm -hmm. to pick up a box of cereal and a half gallon of milk. $15. I spent, it was, well, I go to a cheaper cheaper grocery store. But still, for a box of cereal, I spent $7.59. Okay. 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 Still a lot. I I also spent, it was $5. $5 for a box of cereal. And $2.50. For a half gallon of milk. It's a half gallon. It's going to be a half in gallon. A day. Right. And so when you think about that, when you think about the price of eggs have gone up 
your grocery store bill overall, and you know this from having gone to the store, your grocery bill has gone up anywhere from 13 to 15%. That's your staples every single day. That number hasn't changed. Thus causing a, a real tension about, do I fill the gas tank up? Do I get right. a full load of groceries this week? Can I afford to do that and pay the bills that are going to come due right. this month? Or do I? Or if you're a senior, you're sitting there going, am I going to be able to get all of the medications that I need this week? Fixed income. Am I, I'm the fixed, so fixed income and prices going up makes the value of your dollars, just here's your economics class, for those of my students who watch, there you go. Ooh, extra credit. There's extra credit. When the when your income is steady and the prices go up, the value of your money has gone down. And this is the point when we're looking at this from a Christian worldview and a biblical worldview. You've got to understand that we're called to be good stewards of what God has entrusted with us. Our money is not our own. Everything we have belongs to the Lord. We have to be good stewards of that. And simply put, the White House and Washington have not been a good steward of our money. And we can say that not just for this presidency, but for the past, like, uh, world number 46. They'll pass 46. Um, well, it, but here's the other the other factor that's going in. And so you need to understand this part of the the way the economy is, is operating right now. You've probably also heard the fact that interest rates have gone up three quarters of a point. So mathematically... Here's what that means. For every $1,000 you've borrowed, you're paying somewhere close to an extra $2 in interest. Yep. Now you're sitting there going, okay, Dave, that's it's 2 bucks, But 2 bucks for every $1,000 per month. So in looking at that, and the number may be, it may be $1.50, it may be $3. You, you know, we'll do the calculations on that. But think about this. If you have a credit card, prime example, you go and you take a look at what your credit card interest rate is right now, I can guarantee you your interest rate on that credit card is upwards of 19.9 to up to 27, 28% interest, which means from a stewardship standpoint, every month you're having to pay in interest or every year you're paying 30% of the value of the money that you borrowed. And when there has been a lack of financial planning on the part of our government doing what they do, yeah and not working to how they're going to turn around and they pump four, eight trillion dollars worth of money into the economy, the balloon's going to get bigger. The it's prices are going to go up. And guess what? Those prices are not going to be going back down anytime soon, if no. they go down at all. Well, and, and the Fed's raising interest rates, and, and, and I'm just going to fill you in on this, hoping to get to a point where we start to slow the inflationary period and enter into a recessionary period. I mean, that's ultimately what they're trying to do, is let the air out of the balloon slowly right. so that it doesn't pop. Now, the president didn't just stop there. I, I swear to you, the sound of chewing nails was Corinne Jean-Pierre <laughs> watching this interview from the next room, because I don't know if she was even in the room. Remember, this is a 60 Minutes interview that was not live. This was recorded. At the Detroit Auto Show. Could have been edited. Right. So so the president sat down with Scott Pelley. They did a walkthrough of the Detroit Auto Show. It was the first time that they had been had it in, what, like three years? Three years. Because in Detroit, they really shut down everything. We'd have had this three Detroit, years ago. It is Detroit, though. We'd have had this three years ago. Because here. we don't do that here. We don't do that here. To quote Henry McMaster, we don't do that here. Um, here's here's what the president had to say when asked about Scott Pelley. Just a very simple question. And again, you now have the president. He's walking through. That was the excuse. Just listen to what the president says about COVID-19, and we'll explain the significance of what he's saying. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? 
The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. So, Mr. President, if the pandemic is over, then we probably shouldn't go along with your student loan forgiveness plan, which cites the pandemic as the reasoning. If the pandemic is over, then we should probably lift all vaccine mandates for servicemen and women in our military or government employees for the federal government. I mean, we should probably, like, Here's the thing, though, and Albert Moeller talked about this on his podcast recently, The Briefing. They're backing I, up. They're I encourage you, I encourage you if, you, if you love our podcast, and I assume you do because you're watching it, right. you'd really enjoy The Briefing with Albert Moeller every day. Really great podcast. News and events from a Christian, Christian worldview. Uh, as he put it this morning, once the government gets more and more power, you're less likely to remove that power from them, no matter what you say about the pandemic. He actually talked about this quote. The White House press secretary on MSNBC... The communications wing of the White House. Didn't Jen Psaki go to work for them? Jennifer Psaki does indeed work at NBC. Haven't seen her on the air yet, but of course really? I don't watch Though MSNBC. No, I, I did see, I will say this, total tangent, I did see Mark Sanford on CNN last night. Former governor. White House press secretary. <laughs> Yes. This from Twitter. I'm going to avoid that. We're coming to the honor. We're coming to the defense and honor of one governor. There we are. I, I, mm. We don't do that here, do we? <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't standing in front of an Arby's. White House press secretary says Biden didn't actually mean the COVID pandemic is over. Didn't he say the COVID pandemic is over? Yes, he did. Okay. He she said, said the pandemic quote, is over. Okay. Just step back for a second. What, when that, he made wait, those... Beep. When he when he made those comments, he was walking through the Detroit car show. Wait, he can't walk and talk at the same time? He was looking around. He can't walk and talk and look at something at the same time and, and, well, have, and you be... watched, have you watched him? No, he cannot. Okay. Um she then continues. <laughs> so she just admitted okay. Just step back for a second. When he made the comments, this is not what he was doing. There were cars there. He was looking at the cars, and he was promoting electric vehicles by getting in the new Corvette, which runs on gas. When you say the <laughs> pandemic is over, and then your press secretary, press secretary comes back and tells me, he didn't say the pandemic is over. I'm sorry. But he you said- are now so bad at lying. Right. I can't even take you seriously anymore, unlike other press secretaries whom I've taken seriously when they lie. This isn't the worst <laughs> thing he said. This is not the worst thing he said, y'all. He said more? Scott Pelley asked him about the China-Taiwan okay. situation. So just so that, to set the stage for this one, the previous part of the interview, Scott Pelley is walking with President Biden through the Detroit Auto Show. Okay, so so as to, to let's just take KJP's point here. Oh, we're abbreviating her now? It's a whole lot easier than saying Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's more fun to say it. It is thing. more fun to say it that Our way. Our imminent press secretary, her, <laughs> so, her imminency. This part of the interview is actually the sit-down part of the interview. It's back in the White House. So you're you're sitting down, you're having a conversation. People are in the room. They're peop- you know that there are two cameras running, you know you've got to speak. You, as the President of the United States, are speaking not only as the head of government, but also the head of state. Now, there's a, let, let me give you this one yep. example. Keep in mind, the jobs are, are merged in America, unlike what you saw with Queen Elizabeth II, sure. or now yes. King Charles III. King Charles III That's is so the weird. head of state. He represents the country of Great Britain, the United Kingdom. He defends okay. the country and the faith. Right, and, and so the prime minister is the head of the government. 
But in America, those two are merged. The president is not only the head of government in the executive branch, but he's also the head of state. Sometimes I wish that wasn't the case, like in this This one. is one example where the head of state just walks all over himself. What should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan? We agree with what we signed on to a long time ago. And that there's a one China policy and Taiwan makes their own judgments about their independence. We are not moving, we're not encouraging their being independent. We're not, let, that's their decision. But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. But the commander-in-chief had a view of his own. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women, would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion? Yes. When, when you're on 60 Minutes, by the way, up in the upper left, you see 55th season. 60 Minutes is respected, and <clears throat> pardon me, I'm getting choked up, and, and a very valuable source of news for many people on a Sunday evening after the NFL games have gone off the air. You, 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 they have to cut into their own interview to let you know that the White House disagrees with what the commander-in-chief just said about possible foreign diplomacy action taken by his own country. Keep in mind, he's also, not only is he head of government, head of state, he's also the commander-in-chief who commands the military forces of the United States of America. Including he, the Space Force. He, that's scary. So this is where he does have the ability to put our troops into that military action oh, should he choose to do so. Oh, oh. He Just, can't even walk and look at cars. But this uh. is a place this is a place where I'm certain somebody at the State Department is watching this freaking out. Oh, you know they are. So, you know, <clears throat> keep in mind, you see the interview with with Joe Biden and Scott Pelley, and you see that the cameras and they're cutting back and forth. What you don't see are the 17 people that are flanking around, all taking notes. Oh my going, oh my gosh, I can't believe he actually said this. If you remember, Somebody call the State Department and figure out what exactly we're gonna, we're gonna say because he just said we're gonna invade China. If you remember, defend Taiwan. Defend Taiwan. If you remember, President Trump had an interview with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes back in October of 2020. Right. He cut that. He cut that interview short. Go back and watch it. It's an astounding interview. Uh, just look at it from a journalism lens, and there's so much journalism taking place from Leslie in that interview. But he cut that interview short. And when he gets up, you see the you see the the the, the set camera. You know the one that establishes the shot with the lights and everything. And you see the staffers in there. Now, I don't know if Kaylee was in there at the time, Kaylee McEnany, um, but she came in later. The, the, the staffers are around. That's the problem. Joe Biden goes on. We won't get to this one because we've got other things we need to hit on. I don't want to pile on the man too much. He's almost 80. Um, he talks about running again. He says, ah, I I'm a believer in fate, man. Think about it. I, I don't know. I can't do that yet. Mr. President, you're two years away from an election. Probably should think about running again. Anyway. If you're going to run... Are you? Well, really? Well, the president was yeah. on 60 Minutes on Sunday, 
but guess who came to town on Tuesday? Again, I told our staff this uh, just the other day. <laughs> I was driving anywhere, and where I how I drive into work into the office here, right. the direction I come, I usually take I twenty six. Um, and I take I-26 into the West Columbia area. Then I get off and come in the back way instead of coming down assembly. Right. Um, because assembly, especially during the school year, is just, Nuts. I don't want to hit a college student. And so I'm driving in, and I'm about to get on the interstate, and I see state troopers on the on-ramps and off-ramps. I'm going, what's, what's going, going on? on? Why are there state troopers? Yeah. Simply put, when you don't remember that the vice president is coming to visit your state, odds are she's not that important. Just saying. Um, however... <laughs> Kamala, Vice President Kamala, Kamala, whatever, uh, visited South Carolina again uh, on Tuesday of this week. How many times has she been to South Carolina? More times than she's been to the southern border, Dave. Ooh, isn't she the border czar? Ding, ding. (gasps) Yes, apparently, apparently, we are the border between the United States and the Atlantic Ocean, so I guess it counts. Um, Okay. (coughs) Do we have a lot of migrants, a lot of people trying to get across our Murtha Beach and Dirty Myrtle? Probably, probably. I'd be be trying to get through Dirty Myrtle. Um... (laughs) She visited South Carolina State and Claflin University on Tuesday. Well, she, uh, did, she hit both of them? She marked she marked National wow. Voter Registration Day. She talked about a few things here. This is coming from the state newspaper. Quote, our nation needs your leadership. Today we live in uncertain times. That's because of you. Uh, domestically, we thought long settled would be the freedom of voters to decide elections. Don't wait, they? Wait, what? Long settled, we thought we, we, thought we the freedom of, of what... That, I hope that's a typo. Long settled, we thought we the freedom, freedom of women to make decisions about their own future. What? We thought we could take for granted what constitutes the truth. Really? You want to talk truth, lady? But these ideals now hang in the balance, and in moments of great crisis, our nation has almost every time turned to our young leaders to help guide us forward by electing the oldest president on record. Oh, I wish she had actually said that. That would have been glad. We did it, Joe. We did it. These young voters at the time told us what they wanted. They put in an order of what they wanted to see in their country. They wanted. They said they wanted to see college more affordable, which includes they could graduate from college, leave college, not being unduly burdened by student loan debt. A bunch of liberal talking points, really, from the vice president. But then <laughs> she... If you've listened to the vice president speak, I'm just going to let you in on a little secret. I do two radio shows on the weekends dealing with football. One on a Friday night and one on a Saturday night. (laughs) So we have a lot of fun. (laughs) It's a game. Dave and Mitch text me words that they want to include in the show. And so they let me know. Okay. If you want a word added to his, his list, just... Just email us. Yeah, email, email at palmatterfamily.org. It's just a fun game. And, and, and so Dave and Mitch each give me five words that have to fit into a three-hour radio show. You think that's easy. It's not, especially when one of the words is like snuffleupagus. But I did give is, you kitten caboodle one time. You did time. give me kitten caboodle, and that was easy. Uh, tr- test me next time. Anyway. <laughs> Would you like wor- me to give you the one that you won't use? I'm a wordsmith. No. <laughs> I'm a wordsmith. Now, I have a game where I have to fit in words into a radio show. Kamala Harris has a different game. The vice president. Her Eminency has a game where she wants to sound like the smartest person in the room, even though she's not. And so she has to use the same word as many times as possible to make sure that you know the importance of community. So we invested an additional $12 billion into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of community. Dave, when you think about community 
and and within the community, mm. we have a community of people, and it takes a community of people to drive the community. But they also the know what the community, community. They know what the community wants because they are the community. It's like the passage of time. In the but, passage of time and in space, have you ever seen? You get to see the moon. This woman. <laughs> Is just not good at this. She's just was she not. was she actually on script for that? I I hope not. I think so. Somebody, okay. but she, but it's amazing because when written, she speaks, okay, I've written speeches before. Okay, you, Weird flex. you, it's not. It's just part of the old job. <laughs> One of the things you have to do is you don't use the same word over and over and over again five times in one sentence. Hey, hey, listen. Kamala Harris has been the bell of the ball. I'm going to start making you do two words in one sentence during your cool. Friday night events. I'm a wordsmith. Uh, so Kamala Harris has been a rising star in the Democratic Party. Barack Obama once called her the hottest attorney general in America. I don't know what he meant by that. Um, this girl she, is a She also girl. ran for president, in case you don't remember. Did, and that's true. She, she, didn't, did. she didn't make it to her own state because Tulsi Gabbard... Body slammed her in a debate, but that not, was a, that was a fun thing to watch. Figuratively, not literally. But Tulsi Gabbard could literally do so. She's got that kind of talent. Probably she's, that, that military background. She the military background. She probably could. She probably could. So Kamala's a rising Kamala's, star. Kamala's been in the military, Kamala, has she? No. Okay. Kamala's a rising star, and 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 I look forward to her continued ascent into whatever job at MSNBC she gets after this president is voted out of office. She'll do a show with Jen. Jin Saki and Kamala What an Kamala unwatchable Harris. show. <laughs> oh, that's worse than Brian Stelter <laughs> and Don Lemon on the same show. Um, we go now, really quickly, I want to hit on this, because I saw this late last night as we have a major something happening in downtown Columbia right now. Oh, it stopped. Um, the sirens were going off. Maybe Kamala was still in town. I don't know. Coming to set me straight. Um, last night, I was scrolling on Twitter, because that's what I do. Um, and uh, the the governor of Georgia was speaking. Brian last, Kemp? No, no, he's not the governor. Oh, Stacey Abrams. Oh, the tawdry romance novel writer. She writes She's, those. She writes she, those books. She writes those thick paperbacks at Walmart. You know oh. what I'm talking about? The thick paperbacks does, with the, with the bare does. chested man. I on thought them. she was. I thought she was the governor wannabe of of Georgia. No, she's not the governor wannabe. She is the governor. Oh, however, did we miss that on the election? However, was she, that stolen from her? She, she never said it was stolen. She just said there was voter suppression. Oh, she, however, okay. is speaking. She's speaking I'm about speaking. about about uh, uh, the biology of human beings. Listen closely to what she says about a baby's heartbeat. There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. It's one thing to lie and say that you were actually voted in as governor and you really weren't. That's one thing. But the moment you look people in the face and you see the people beside her nodding like little lemmings, like, the, uh, yes, you're right. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you're so smart. You're, oh, you're all... She says that a heartbeat isn't real at six weeks. There is, and now again, it's, there's a wide just, debate as to whether life begins at conception. trying to control your body. The life you missed. At, they're trying to control her body, your body, whatever. Um, a woman's body, whatever. I, I, it, it makes about as much sense. Okay, so um, been there, done that, seen the ultrasounds before. Okay, she has children, right? I don't know. Here's the thing about ultrasounds, just so you're aware. They are machines that allow you to ultrasonically 
the same technology that allows our submarines to quote unquote see around in the ocean, they send a signal out. It's the same thing that's used as Doppler for your radar, okay? When you're watching the weather, okay? So it sends a sound out, that sound reflects back to the probe and it tells you what is there. And so when the electrical charges of a heart are going at probably anywhere from 150 to 180 beats a minute, plus or minus, of a new developing heart, that is not some manufactured sound to get control of a woman's body. It is a representation of a heart that is beating. So apparently she has an issue with this because Georgia's heartbeat law is in effect, as you can very well see, by the fact that a lot of people are crossing the Savannah River to come to South Carolina to get their abortions because abortions in Columbia, South Carolina, the capital city, as well as in Greenville, because we found out numbers from there, are up upwards of 50%. People are coming across the border to South Carolina because our heartbeat bill has been temporarily enjoined by the state Supreme Court. This is why we had this whole other discussion about what are we going to do about abortion and the abortion debate that's been going back and forth between the House and the Senate. The House is going to be coming back into session on Tuesday to decide whether they are going to concur or not concur with what the Senate did. I don't think the debate's over. It could still be going on well after Tuesday. We'll have to see. But as it happens, abortions in the capital city of South Carolina alone have gone up from an average of 40 per week on the two days that they are open. Planned Parenthood is open two days a week. They've gone from 40 a week to now an average of 60 to 61 a week. So statistically, so you're aware, there are a few more girls than there are boys. That means upwards of 30, 31 girls are killed in the capital city of Columbia every single week. Where's that headline, Stacy? Stacy Abrams or Selena Montgomery? Oh. Selena Montgomery is her nom de plume. Oh, is it? Selena where Montgomery. She's, where she's written, where she's written books, novels such as Deception, Reckless, wait, wait. Secrets and Lies. This is wait. Hidden Sins, Never Tell, Power Persuasion, The Art of Desire, and Rules of Engagement. Wait, that just finds everything about her political career. Selena Montgomery. Or, uh, better known, yes. she is a New York Times best-selling author. Everyone's a New Wait, York Times Wait, what are those titles again? Do they fit her politically? Uh, Deception. Yes. Reckless. Yes. <laughs> Secrets and Lies. <laughs> well, we just proved one right there. Yes. Uh, hidden Sins. Maybe. I don't know. They're hidden. Uh, Never Tell. Oh. Uh, Power of Persuasion. She's trying to. She's still trying to convince people that she's governor of Georgia. Slow smolder. Lean in. Oh. The art of desire. Oh. And oh. rules and rules of engagement. Selena Montgomery, the nom de plume of, I like saying that, <laughs> of, of right. Stacey You also Abrams. like to say, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Corinne Jean-Pierre. One final thing today. Yes. One final thing. We got to come to the defense of our former governor. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. We fellow Lexingtonian. So there we go. Um... The View is the worst cavalcade of people to ever discuss politics, ever. It hurts your head. <laughs> it hurts your heart. I won't say it hurts your eyes because that would be mean. It hurts your ears. 
Um, Jordan it is Behar so is kind of hard to listen to sometimes. Bad. And now they have now they have a former Trump assist uh, somebody from the Trump White House on as their uh, token token Republican, Republican who it, okay. is not real who might be a Republican but is not conservative. So I was with my parents the other day and and was did saying, you watch the View? I, no, I actually my parents would never watch the View. I was watching the Five. I like the five. The five is good, but they they too they have, have a token it, they Democrat. have a token Democrat who most of the time gets talked all over. It's usually Geraldo. So this wasn't Geraldo this time. Was it? Was it Kennedy? It, it was Kennedy the first day. Mm-hmm. It was somebody else the second day. Yeah. It is, so so so, so we have to at uh, least have a, a counter minority view. Our one Republican on the, on, the uh, on America's Broadcasting Corporation, ABC. our American Broadcasting Company. Talked about who cares? Talked about Nikki Haley. She mentioned Nikki Haley, and and here is what Sonny Hostin had to say about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was incredibly effective governor what is her of real South name Carolina. There, the some, there are some of us by. that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Sonny, I so don't that think that's don't fair. You call by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be the one to say because it. Most <laughs> Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the undereducation. Asuncion. I'm from South Carolina, and I could pronounce your name. Yes, We're like 49th in education. Asuncion. See, it's not that hard. It's not Sunny. that hard. If you tell us what your name it's, is, we'll turn around and say it. Just like we also know of, let's just go to the full original birth name of Nimrata, Nikki Radwana. It's not that hard. It's not. See, here's because, the thing, because we're not racist. No, we're not. As a matter of fact, our former governor, Nikki, middle name, Nikki Haley, was born in the town of Bamberg, South Carolina. So she embraces her ethnicity. She has always embraced her ethnicity. Oh, no question. She doesn't turn around and say anything other than who she truly... I mean, Nikki Haley, just she'll tell you it like it is because she's that type of person. Sonny, Sonny Hostin just doesn't like the fact that there's a minority woman who can be a conservative and be a powerful conservative and run a state for nearly two full terms and then become the UN ambassador and is now one of the leading candidates to run for president right. if the cards fall right in terms of the race. Well, so this is the place where Sunny, what's Sunny's first name? Asuncion. 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 So you understand. To be fair, she was born in New York. So she wasn't born in some faraway place that Americans can't comprehend. She was born in New York to a woman named Rosa and a father named William. Rosa? Rosa and William had and a child William and named it Asuncion. Which but is fine. She goes cool. by Sunny. Right, I'm assuming the Asuncion is de- is a is a callback to her Puerto Rican mother. Probably so. Cool. Okay, that's Puerto great. Rico is a territory. Ascension, you know, it's 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 I, the same thing. It's yes. the same yes. idea. Yes, it's the it's the. She's not ascending to great heights though. No, she's kind of descending when you turn around and you try to lie about somebody like Nikki Haley when you all of a sudden decide that oh she's not embracing her ethnicity because she's going by some other name. Ascension, you go by the name Sunny. And you, you say, say the one the one host on the view is like you go by a different name because we're stupid, we're incapable because of American education we're incapable of actually speaking your name. Also, we have a senator from Lexington named Nikki. Wow, he's a guy though. He's a guy though, but still, I mean, and Nikki is his name counts. Yeah. Nikki Haley did have a response. Uh, it's not the first time, and it won't be the last time the host of the view come after me or that liberals come after me in whatever way. They can't stand the fact that a minority female would be a conservative Republican. Uh, I mean, it was it was an eminently racist thing to say. And well, it's no different than when they tried to Uncle Tim, Uncle Tom, Tim Scott. Correct. I, you know, it's very interesting that from South Carolina, you have a Republican female governor that's not of 
American descent, not of white descent, as they want to make their argument over that this is all about racism. Specifically, that was Sonny. I believe everybody else pushed back on right. that a little bit. But we also have an African-American senator from mm-hmm. the state of South Carolina. I think when you start and you look at the culture of our state, you've got a really big misnomer going on here, Sonny. And that is the fact that you are looking at everything through the lens of race. And you're seeing someone, or two people actually, who are conservatives. Mm -hmm. Who, according to you, based upon their race, they should be liberals. Correct. So if you want to talk about a racist viewpoint, you are going to naturally then assume, based upon someone's race, what their political viewpoint should be. And if their political viewpoint is different than what you think they should have based upon their race... I think you're the racist here, Asuncion. So uh, I'll take this moment to say, uh, former governor, uh, you know, you always say governor, ambassador, governor, uh, ambassador, ambassador Haley. Uh, we would love to have you join us on the podcast. Please, Talk about anytime. this and other things. We'd love to have you. We have a spot at the table. Yeah, you, you you can sit right here in the middle, or you can take my seat. I don't care. I'll give it up. Uh, do whatever you want. But we'd love to have you on to talk about this and other things as, as, as Nikki uh, Haley is, is, is traversing the country, promoting conservative candidates across the country. And we'd love to have you join us here on the podcast. So a chock full edition on here on the Friday edition. We're, we're glad you joined us this week. And again, thank you so much for making this the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state, state of South Carolina. It's a record breaking month, so much record breaking that we might as well uh, be the fastest growing conservative podcast east of the Mississippi at this point. We'll take that um, any day. I'll, I'll take that any time. So again, we appreciate you joining us again today. If you want more information on what we do here at Palmetto Family, you can do that. Go to palmettofamily.org, subscribe to our email newsletter, make sure to download the Palmetto Family Council app. You've heard about this before if you've watched us for any length of time. That's the best way to stay connected on the news that's coming up. In fact, next week, the House returns here in South Carolina. Concurrence or non-concurrence on the House Bill 5399 that moved to the Senate, came back to the House. Uh, should be a fun week next week for sure. And if you appreciate the work that we do, we would appreciate you supporting the work that we do by investing in Palmetto Family. That's we can do that by going to palmettofamily.org/donate. Or if you've already downloaded the app, there's a feature right there for you to go ahead and become a monthly subscriber, become a monthly supporter of the work that we do, partner with us so that we can continue doing this and giving you the information that you need to know, understand why it's so important, give you a biblical worldview on it. And help you know what you can do about it, because that's why we're here at Palmetto Family. Exactly, and we're going to keep you updated on that house session that will resume on On the 27th of September. We look forward to talking to you then. For Mitch Prosser and Kevin Cayello and Dave Wilson, I included you this time. Thank you. And our entire team at Palmetto Family, thank you so much for watching the Palmetto Family Matters podcast.